It's life on life's terms. All right, here we are, once again, the Life on Life's Terms podcast. I'm Tom Robinson, and uh, we are not affiliated with any 12-step program. I'm Chris Mandeville. We're recording and going live here at the New Way Recovery Center in Quincy, Mass., on Quincy Ave., and our guest tonight is Matt. My name is Matty O'Malley, and um, I'm a very grateful recovering addict. And I want to thank Chris and Tom for asking me to share my experience, strength, and hope. Thank you, and, uh, brother. Looking forward to this podcast. <coughs> Excuse me. All right. So, you know, just what happened? How how'd you end up where you are now? We just lighted up from the beginning, huh? Yep. Yep. So, uh, is this close enough? This good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, yeah about, a fist, about a fist away is perfect. All right, so um, I'm an inner city boy. I was uh, I was raised in uh, South Boston to begin with. Um, I come from a pretty good family, man. I come from a pretty good family. Um, you know, my father was there. Um, my mother was there. Um, my mother, I didn't find out until later on in my process, is and was an addict. Um, mm, mm, it's a family disease. But um, so <laughs> what was that? Because she hit it well or i believe it was because you know my mother was a mother you know what i mean yeah. she was very caring mm. as far as any roles or responsibilities as a mother had she always lived up to them um i didn't see anything wrong nor did i have like the mindset to see anything wrong because like i was so young at the point yep. that like i just didn't but i knew like i always felt like there was like this inner uh feeling that something was wrong but i put it i could never put one piece to the other piece Mm -hmm. um that bothered me as a little kid um i never knew how to deal with it or even what to say because i i I didn't have the capability to bring that to the air i didn't know coping skills i was young yeah especially especially growing up in southie you know what i mean i wasn't there for long but um (laughs) nonetheless man um so, you know, I grew up like any other, you know, other kid, you know, would. My mother loved me. My father loved me. I had a sister that was in my life for a good portion of time. Um, you know, I you know, I went to parks. You know, I did the normal things that any other kid would do. Um, if you feel loved by your parents, it can make up for a world of, of shit, you know what I mean? Oh, it does. Like, it really it can, does. It can change everything. Like, you could, you could have absolutely nothing and struggle and... Still get straight A's. Like right. I, my my girlfriend was just telling me a story the other night. This woman got everything stripped from her. Her home right off from under her, everything. All the kids are straight A's. Like they don't have to pay for college because they just did what they were supposed to do. Absolutely. They they had to. Her her father and four kids had to live in a two bedroom apartment. Yeah, but it all it worked. Yeah. You know. Yeah, I mean. It worked. Uh, it worked for a little bit to, for me. Right. I mean, it right. worked until, um, <laughs> you know, I lived life up to a certain point, man. When I was fourteen years old, um, 
my mother passed away from this disease. Uh, oh, uh, 14. So Worst that, time. You know, I'm a firm believer that there's always a life traumatic series of events that triggers true active addiction. Right, right. This, I mean, you, you, you can't say that it caused it. No. But it definitely contributed. It definitely it, it, it exposed it is right, what it did. Right. Because like I said, I was young. I could never put one piece to the other piece. Um, I knew that my mother loved me. I knew that yep. my mother was there. Um, and that's all I needed to know at that point in time. Yep. And I was happy with that. I felt loved. And my dad right. loved me. But my dad, you know, my dad was the provider. He'd go out. He'd work these crazy hours. My mom would stay at home and be a mother. I never knew anything <laughs> was wrong until, like, reality literally crept up and slapped me in the face harder yeah. than I've yeah. ever, ever been hit by anything. Well, see, if, if that's a... A method that you use to cope. If that's something that you already use to go out and 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 change your frame of mind, that you know, go have fun. How am I going to have fun? I'm going to get high, yeah. or I'm going to get drunk, or whatever it is. Then, when you feel when your bad feelings come and you want to change your frame of mind, you go to that thing. Absolutely. That's the way it happened with me. Like I was always just a, a guy who, who partied and drank and played music and just tried to have a, a fun time until, you know, something upset me so much that, you know, that was my coping. Then what did I want to do? I wanted to change my fucking state of mind. And I thought to myself, look, I'll try to do eight hours a, a day of sobriety. With the rest, I'm just going to hide and fucking getting fucked up. And yeah. You know Absolutely, what I mean? Yeah. Man. Um, for me, it became, it became, eventually it became a coping skill for me because I wanted nothing but to run for life because I didn't want to cope yeah. with the, the, the fact that my mother wasn't there. Um, mm. But like, I never, like before this point, I never smoked, I never drank. I was a good kid. I was like a nerd. You yeah. know what I mean? I, I wasn't, you know, a street kid, you know, growing up. Um, it wasn't until this situation happened that like, they say curiosity kills the cat. Yeah. Yeah. The disease was exposed to me, all right, at such a mm. young age. So by 15 years old, I had made the conscious decision that I'm going to try heroin. Oh, I, I want to know. Wow. And um, so I had to know. It was it was acid for me. I was dying to do acid. Yeah. So, so were you around <laughs> wow, people that were doing that's it brutal, at man. that age? I've always... I've never had a problem finding um, my drug of choice. Yeah, uh, in the cities. In, in the city, outside of the city. That comes until later on in my process. I never, ever found an issue finding it because, you know, in order to be socially accepted from the people that I chose to hang around with because I was seeking that unconditional love that, hmm. like, I lost at that age. Yeah, and you didn't care where it came from. I did not or, care or where, it what, right, from. where it came from. Acceptance. I, it, it, I just wanted yeah. to be accepted. Yep. I wanted yeah. to prove myself. I wanted people to love me. And, like, the people that I chose because of the fact that the matter is, it was easier to be accepted by this crowd. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't want to work hard for nothing. I, you know, and I wanted right. to be accepted by this crowd. And it unfortunately was um, all the wrong things. And it wasn't hard to find my drug of choice. Um, by 15 years old, like, it happened. And, um... I started. That's a pretty fast progression, picking it, up at yeah. 14 and heroin at 15. Oh, I am one shit. of those people yeah. that, like, um, I progress fast. Yeah. I get something and I kind of, I'm kind of an all in 
Yeah, right. right. In and all, all or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. All or nothing. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're a, a lot of us are like that. It's yeah. a blessing and a curse. But, uh, right. Man, that, uh, that took a toll on my life, man. So I lost my mother, and then I, I began being curious. I needed to know why she wasn't here, why I was alone. And, like, don't get it confused. Like, my father was there, but, like... My father was, you know, trying to take care of two kids. You know what I mean? I had yep. all the time in the world to do what I wanted yeah, to do and, and make provide, decisions. Yeah, provide the money. Not only that, like, I was an addict before I knew I was an addict, so I was manipulating before I even knew yeah, what manipulation yes. was. Like, same, oh, yeah. same thing for me. Like, mom had to work. You know, dad left when I was seven. Mom had to work. Me and my sister were by ourselves a lot. Um, I had little jobs, so I had money. Yeah. And, like, once I found something, it was like... Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. You like this? All right. I have money. I'll buy a bunch, and then you'll hang out with me. You Absolutely. know, it's, it's, hmm. it's crazy. It's that void. Yeah, it's filling that, that void. void. And then, like you like for me, it's like I was. I've always until like, I you know, I have a year and a couple days. And you know, my my clean date is four four seventeen. I just got a year clean. Nice. Um, I've been filling a void. Like nice. I've yeah. had Congratulations. Time. I've had you know with that manipulation. You know, I would you know. Drink on weekends and claim the clean time, or you know, take oh, the yeah. Johnnies and the back fins and claim clean time. Yeah, yeah what's, like, the, what's the Johnnies? I don't know what those that's, are. That's um, gabapentin. Gabapentin. <laughs> uh. It's it's prescribed for a multitude of different things now. Um, it it's for uh, nerve damage and nerve pain, uh, neuropathy. But they're also using oh. it as mood stabilizers. But from what I hear, you take a few J's. Drink a Red Bull. Drink, drink a monster. You're yeah, on. Yeah, you're, 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 I, I don't huh. understand. Like, I mean, I remember back in the day, I used to take a handful of ephedrine and just chow that. Oh you know, yeah, that was, that was yeah, like that's that what too. they make speed with. So yeah, you know, you used yeah. to be able to buy them over the counter, a bottle of a thousand for like eight. Oh yeah, I know. <laughs> when I was know? driving across country, they had it in every truck stop. It was yeah. perfect because we were trying to stay up driving and just fucking dumping yeah. those things in my mouth. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, I'll get to that later, man. That became, that became crazy. <laughs> yeah. That was my whole Florida state of mind. Yeah. Uh, we'll get to that. That that comes. Um, so, you know, um, uh, it, I get a sense of gratitude talking about this now because I've known the work I've done to, you know, get the gratitude from the experience and the strength and the hope. Um, you know, that opened up many pathways for me. Like I said, uh, my whole life after that, I... Um, series of bad decisions after bad decisions after bad decisions because of the people that I looked up to because I was trying to fill that void that like I just wanted somebody to love me and I knew my father loved me but it wasn't the love that I wanted mm. um it it became really complicated and it became that like I started building uh a wall in between myself and the people that really loved me because I don't mm. know why like I just wanted I I I wanted a good boy or that a boy or good job, but like I was doing nothing good. Yeah, right. That my father or my family or anything like that would be like, good boy, that a boy. You you want the recognition, but you don't want to do anything to get it. Exactly. That instant gratification um, was was a big pot, man. So, you know, I ran with a certain crowd, man. And, you know, I got a good, good job, that a boy, keep it up with them, man. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, that became my safe zone. They validated you. Absolutely validated right. me and given me anything that I needed to continue to build that, that, that 
that up, man. And it, it's the worst. I wish I could take it back, but I can't. But it made me who I am today, so I wouldn't. Um, mm. So, you know, with that became, you know, uh, like any good addict, man, uh, you know, I became, you know, accustomed to the street life and I'd like to get high. And in order to get high, I'd like to get high a lot. So I became, uh, you know, I, I started selling. Yeah. Um, I sold everything, man. I sold pot. I sold coke. I sold dope. Um, anything like I am not like I'm not I'm a heroin addict, but like anything that I could melt it to a spoon and run away yeah. from reality yep. was for yeah. me. Yeah. So. And then you realize that a monkey can't sell bananas. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> man. Um, yeah. Needless to say, man, like, um, you know, that, that led me to the whole, you know, they say jails, institutions of death. You know, all three I've died. I've been locked up numerous times. Institutions. Um, that also comes down the road, man. So, you know, I, I ran with that for a long time, man. And then I, uh, by 18, 19 years old. I decided to, uh, my father and everybody, we, we uh, you know, we migrated to, you know, the Middlesex area, Stoneham Wakefield. Um, mm-hmm. I moved out there and uh, I took myself with me. Yeah. Um, everything oh, yeah. that I've known and uh, everything that, you know, I've been doing in the, you know, the inner city, I took with myself down to that area, right? And like, when you come from the city and you move to a suburb, like <laughs> you're, you're instantly cool, right, right? Right. So I, you're instantly the cool kid, and you know I thrived off that man, you know, because I became there and I, I started building my own circle, um, and my circle was everybody that wanted to follow me that would never ever call me out on anything, right? Because they didn't know. Oh yeah, they, they, they had no know. clue. They, they, you know, I went, you know. That was that. And um, it became a mess, man. You know, like I said, you know, I was I, I, I was selling. I was using. I was making bad decision after bad decision. If I was with a girlfriend, I was lying, manipulating, cheating, you know, doing, you know, I didn't realize that these were coping neck mechanisms. You know, I thought the drug was my issue. Uh, yeah, right. If I could just right. stop the drug, which I wasn't ready to stop the drug. I never wanted to stop the drug. Like, the drug consumed my whole entire life, and I was okay with it because the way I justified it is sickening. And this is why, like, I ran to, like, you know, if I overdosed, I would tell myself it was okay because I'd be with my mother. Right. Yeah. But if I didn't overdose and I was just high all the time, I would justify it by telling myself that I don't have to feel the pain that my mother's not there. Yeah. So I ran a very, uh, very uh, thin line. Yeah. So, so, that's so you weren't self justification. Yeah. You weren't you weren't suicidal, but you welcomed it if it happened. I was all for it. Yeah. I wasn't so. Well, I was never that person that says you know I'm gonna kill myself, but like. I didn't care if death was the alternative. Right. 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 Well, that's the type of thing that that's the type of thing that you get get socked into, man. That's a, it's a, you realize if you if you fucking love yourself, then you don't want to pollute yourself and turn yourself into somebody else. If you accept life, if you accept now in the present moment, then you don't want to change it and cope with it by distorting your perception of it by doing drugs and stuff. So obviously, the um, the fact of the matter is that. We don't like ourselves, and we don't like our lives. So this is why we turn to the fucking thing that's going to change ourselves and change our perception of our lives. Yeah, absolutely. And, and at one point, we think that the, the, the drug is the problem. 
Yep. But we remove that, and, and we still we still, we're still fucked up. I'm still sick. Uh, yeah, like you know, all right. If I, if I'm not doing this anymore, then I should be okay. But that's not the case. If, we if you're the real deal, that's not the you case know? at all. You haven't man. learned to love yourself. Yeah, you haven't learned to accept reality and the present moment completely. You know, it's not mean you, that doesn't mean you can't do anything to change your future. In the present moment, but all you have is a present moment. Yep. And if you accept it and you love yourself and you like who you are, then, you know, you don't need coping skills. That yeah. was my big uh, <laughs> low value of self-worth and self-acceptance um, caused me to do. Because I never, ever knew what I was made out of. I, You know, I had such a low value of self-worth and self, self-acceptance that, like... You know, it, it didn't. It wasn't until I got to introduced to recovery, man, and like I learned how to love myself, and you know, know what I'm made out of. Know that my no's mean something, and my yeses mean something. Yeah. and I could bring something to the table, mm. and like, like that, like my life. You know, like I said, I was able to live in the present because right. it's such a crucial thing. That didn't happen for some time, man. Though, like, um. You know, I'm not going to go into the war stories. Everybody has them, man. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, uh, I'm a solution guy. I love the solution. Um, everybody knows where active addiction takes you, man. My active addiction took me to jails, institutions, and death. Yeah, um, absolutely. Many bodily harm situations. You know, I've had this happen to me. I've made numerous, numerous, numerous bad decisions that have led me to jail numerous times. Um, and, you know, it would be, it was, you know... That was my, like, jail was my detox. Oh, yeah. I was never, was you know. my last one. I've been to two detoxes my whole entire Me process. too. <laughs> like, two or three, like, maybe? Yeah, <laughs> two or, if that. Yeah, You know what I mean? Exactly. You know, I, Abba Fuller and Davis Cab was my detox. Yeah. I went to Davis Cab and Abba Fuller in North Attleboro. And everybody talks about, like, the, you know, the detox surfing. That wasn't. That wasn't. I, I didn't go to detox to get clean. I got. I went to detox because I didn't have any fucking dope. Yeah. Or my guy got busted. Exa- like it wasn't never to lot. get clean. No. <laughs> no. That didn't a lot, like we've you know? we've talked about it before. Like it was like three or four years before I knew what fucking dope sick was. Absolutely. You know. Like yeah. My my. I was three years before I was dope sick first like, time. But Absolutely. like de- Like now I, I. It's crazy watching people do it over and over. Spin, like I I did. Both of the detoxes I went to will no longer exist. Yeah. <laughs> like it was oh, Catholic yeah. Charities on Main Street in Brockton. They ripped the building down. Oh, they don't have that anymore. Nope. And uh, <laughs> then they moved it over to the VA hospital, which I think then became High Point. Okay. Yep. And, oh, yeah. In building twenty-two over at the VA, which I worked at when I was sixteen. I'd be retired, but I fucked up a federal job because yeah. I'm an <laughs> asshole and I'm an addict. <laughs> Honestly, dude, I'd be, I, I think it was like twenty and out. Yeah. I'd be retired, dude. I'd wow. be working on another career. Yeah, with wow. a pension already. Crazy. It happens to the best of us. Man. I was a, so, I was a de- detox surfer or program. You know, I took a lot of programs and detoxes and all that shit to uh, to get sober because I, I just wish I did though. Kept walking out. I wish I did. My disease, like my 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 thinking would never. Like I wish I was that guy that because like I know mm. like I'm not like if you show me I'm gonna click to it. Like I know if like in my process soon in my process that I was put in a detox and like I could have been I could have been clean a long time ago I truly believe but the, I, but that's the thing like I, I look back on my story and, and, and what happened to me and everything I went to like directed me towards where I ended up exactly mm. you, you know, know the past is not oh yeah yeah it's crazy. the way yeah, I look too. at it yeah. is like 
my my experience built with you know they say you know God's always uh, building you for the ultimate comeback. I want to be able to deal with some of the stuff that you know I've been able to deal with this year. Um, if it wasn't for everything I've been through, you know, if you deal with pain and you know hardship the right way, it turns into nothing but strength. Yeah, um, yeah. I'm a firm believer of that. Um, but you know, I didn't. I didn't know any of this, man, until like a, almost two years ago. Um, I, I, I I didn't do the detox, right? I ran without consideration of hurting my family. Some of my family still don't talk to me because yeah. of the stuff I've done to them. Yeah, well, that'll, yeah. that'll come, though. It will come in time, I know. And if and it, it doesn't, not. you'll still be all right. And it right, might not, that's but, true. You know, at yeah. least I know I'm clean. But, like, the things I've done, you know, I didn't know any, you know... I didn't know. I, all I knew was what I knew, and that's what I went with. And you know, so you know, I you know, I moved out to the you know the suburbs. You know, ran hard out there. Got you know, you get arrested a lot more in the suburbs. I thought I was like I wasn't. Um, mm. My addiction took you, you get know, arrested like, more in the suburbs, bro. Yeah. You stick out more. Bro, <laughs> my addiction took off in in those areas. You would think that the amount of narcotics that are in the city are bad. Go to a suburb or a Middlesex area, and, you know, I've never seen so much drugs in my whole entire life. Yeah. I've never seen, and, and, and it was everywhere, so I used it and used it and used it. So nonetheless, man, I'm going to fast forward. Um, my life, the disease... Uh, Mentally, you know, physically, emotionally, decayed my self-worth, my, you know, my soul, everything, everybody I cared about, everything I enjoyed doing when I was a little kid, down to nothing. It pushed everything I cared about so far away. I couldn't grab it. Like, I couldn't grab it until I did the work. Like, mm. I, 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 it pushed. And my life became so miserable. Um, I reached an all-time low. Um, I, I reached an all-time low. And my all-time low was like, my drug of choice stopped working. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it. you just, you keep doing it, and then it, it gets to the point where them feelings are, like, right here. Right. And, right. and you can't keep, you can't stuff them down no more. Right. Listen, I... Wasn't I, working to stuff the feelings. I yeah. got high to run yeah. away from my mother. Right? Yeah. Oh, Right. I couldn't run no more. I was getting high and I was still feeling the pain. Yeah. I'm like, what yeah. is going on? Yeah. Like, I am so confused. Why can't I shoot enough numbing feelings and not run? My pain eventually got great enough. Yeah. Um, yeah. This hmm. is where, you know, my, 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 like, all those bad decisions were kind of started curving a little bit. You know, my stomach turned. Um, I, I asked for help. I asked my father that, like like I said, my father's been there, but he hasn't been there. You know, I was I was stubborn. There was no telling me nothing. I was going to do what I got to do. Yeah, right. My dad would call me when I'm in jail. He'd put money on my canteen. He'd say, let me know when you're ready to truly live life. And um, eventually I, um, you know, I, I reached out to my dad, man. Um, I said, I don't know what to do. Um, this time was the first time I truly felt suicidal. Yeah. This was the true time to, because, like, I could not get high to run away, and the pain was just so great. And I called my dad, and, and I, I, I said to him, and uh, this was in Stone of Massachusetts. Um, I said to him, like, Dad, um, I'm going to see the guy, and I'm getting a lot. And 
I'm doing it with the intention this time. I don't want to fail. I'm sick. Um, I'm doing a lot. And my dad said, please don't. Uh, he heard it in my voice. You could tell you, you could talk to that person. You could just hear it in their voice. Mm. Um, he said, let me get you help. I'm like, no, it's, it's pointless. I just want to see mom. Isn't that, that's, that's what they call the jumping off point. Right? It, it was yeah. my jumping yeah, off point. Yeah. Um, so ugly. You hadn't been exposed enough to my the solution, was, you know? I didn't know that there was help out there. Listen, same thing, bro. I did same not know thing. that there was people that cared enough to come pick me up. Like, I didn't know about these outreach. Everybody I had chilled with knew how to get high. Nobody I knew knew that there was actually help out there. Right. It's such an issue. And that's why, like, you know, I'll get to it later. This is why I do what I do is because, like, I never knew that there were people that cared that, like, yeah. just wanted to see my well-being be okay. Yeah, because okay. of, mm. you know, how you did things, where you came from, what you know, how you lived, you always thought that there was an ulterior motive. Always. You Al- never thought that someone would actually just do something to do something. There was always right. an ulterior you know? motive. Oh, you want you want to help me? Well, what do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. There's that, you know. Right. Do we swear on this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You can swear. Uh, you know, that's <laughs> bullshit. I don't think you want to help me. You know, what do you want from me? Exactly. Um, I, there was that ulterior <clears throat> motive complex. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, so nonetheless, you know, my father, uh, Taylor son- motive complex. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. Trademark that. Trademark. <laughs> Trademark that. I'm all about that. Um, <laughs> I said, dad, man, I, uh, I'm doing it. He said, please don't. I said, no, I want to see mom. I'm ready to see mom. I'm done. I'm done running. He said, son, you don't need to run. I never understood what he was saying when you said, I don't need to run. Like, like. My dad's religious. My grandmother was religious. And they kept on saying to me, like, stop running. You don't need to run. You're getting, you're running farther away from your mother every time you run. I never understood what they were saying. Mm. I said, no, Mm. I'm going to see her. He said, no, please let me help you. I said, whatever. What what, what do you got in plan? He's like, son, I've been talking to some guy for like a year. I'm like, what? Because, yeah, I knew eventually you were going to reach out for help. And I, was, I wanted to make sure I had the help for you. Um, my dad's working behind the scenes, you know, not, you know, working in silence and working mm-hmm. behind the scenes and waiting for my willingness to recover. Um, he said, I got it all set up. Wait, wait, are you, are you ready? I go, yeah. He sent me to uh, Abba Fuller. Detox. Detox. Dual diagnosis, because you think I needed a dually. Yeah. Like, oh, by right. the time we usually come in, we all we, we probably mis- could could all be mistaken for you Listen, know. Listen, it all, oh, yeah. all stems from a mental health issue. I know this now. Yeah, you know? right. right. And it causes a mental health it, issue. Exactly. Well, so there you either go. way, I need a dual diagnosis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. Um, yeah, man. So I go to uh, I go to Abafola. Uh, you know, I do the seven days. I complete. I leave. Um. I wish I could say it kicked off right then. Well, you went but, home, right? You didn't go to further yeah, treatment? Yeah, no CSS or No, nothing. TSS, I nothing. seven days of detox. Yep. Um, I went back. I got high. And at this point, I was going to get high in Lawrence. Um, oh, it's the Brockton of the North. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> nice. So I ran to Lawrence. You know, I went on another run. Um, this run lasted, you know, maybe a year. And then I came back, and I, I felt that, you know, that feeling again i can't run no more um the power of recovery was or it's amazing because the power of recovery starts p- 
pulling you towards it. As soon as you open up that door, you don't even know what's happening until you get some clean time underneath your belt. It was mm. manipulating my state of mind to pull me closer, and like eventually it just clicked. But like it, it's just crazy how this plays out. It um, is kind of like that. You know what I mean? It's pulling you, get, you. Like it has you get its a own little, gravity. You get a little more and a little more, and it's like it's, it has its own gravity. It's one person slowly comes gets gets yeah. It's one person after another just saying, I got you. You can do this. I believe in you. Then you see the hope shots and the hope shots. Maybe I can do this. Yep. This guy's lived twice a worse life than me, and he's recovered. You know what I mean? It's right. Just, it is that's, possible. That's, you start to believe it's possible. That's why I, I, I try not to ever give up on someone. Absolutely. I've, listen, oh, no. I've seen Boy. people that no, like, no. I've said, like, like now I try not to give up on people. Because there's been times when I'm like, dude's not going to get it. No way. Yeah. And then – that's always the dude we, that we had it. him on the show, yep. Jimmy. Oh yeah, yep. oh, my, boy, right. my boy Jimmy Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought he would never ever make it, and now I call him and ask him for stuff. Like, <laughs> bro, how do, I got this situation? How do I handle this? You know, mm. it's crazy. It, it blows my mind because I didn't. It's incredible. I thought he right? was one of the hopeless cases. Incredible, and you know? he works in treatment. Yeah, incredible. Because that's, that's the thing. So like, you beautiful. can never count anybody out. Never. In a like, like years. you said, the great God makes this comeback story. <laughs> you <laughs> that's know it. what I mean? You know, a great comeback his, story. God gives his toughest assignments to his t- toughest warriors, man. Yeah, it's, it's, mm. it's a fact. I would never think that I work in treatment. Or that, like, I would even be an advocate for a recovering addict. Right. I'm like, what, dude? I wouldn't trust me with a goldfish two years ago. Yeah. So, nonetheless, man, you know, I went on this run. Um, it, it's crazy how, like, the, the, the runs get shorter and, the, and, and, like, everything just listening. So, like, I, I go on the run. I come back. And then my dad says, all right, we need to do something different. I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. Let's do it. Um mm. He got into, uh, in touch with some guy. Uh, this guy's name, his name's Ryan Troy Tripp. Um, he used to work with Heroin's Killing My Town. Oh, yeah, yeah. Billy Path and Ryan Troy yep, Tripp. Yep, uh, Heroin's Killing My Town. This yeah. guy's a phenomenal guy, man. Love this guy with all my heart. Billy's the dude that used to go and grab people, right? Yep. Like, go to... Listen to someone this, to, Yeah, someone would just call him up. Listen boom. to this. So my father calls <laughs> this guy, and uh, he said, I need my son to do something. He's like, uh, all right, I just opened up a scholarship to send, him to, uh, send someone to Florida. Um, in my son's name, Ryan's son died from a fentanyl overdose. Yeah. Um, so we opened up a scholarship at a, ugly, uh, a treatment facility in Florida called Sipple Path Recovery um, in Pompano Beach. Um, Ryan calls me and he's like, yeah, you know, he has that, that, that Cape Cod accent. Hey, buddy. I'm like, who is this and why are you calling my phone? I'm on my way to meet Flacco. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who is this? He's like, it's Ryan. Oh, I've been shit. talking to your dad for some time. He's like, do you want to save your life? I'm like, what do you, what do you, who are you? What do you want from me? Yeah, right. What do you want from me? <laughs> yeah, I want to save my life, but what do you want from me? Um, he goes, listen, go to detox, get everything out of your system. I go to detox. Get everything out of my system, right? So there's the willingness again. And then mm-hmm. I get out of detox and I get high again. And then I call my dad. I'm like, I'm going to meet Flacco. He's like, no, stop. I'm like, what? Ryan's driving down from Cape Cod to pick you up. I'm like, no, he's not. Dude, I'm not getting in this car. With the- I don't know this guy. Right. Like, I'm not getting. He's like, he's going to be there. I swear to God, man. 
I've never, ever, ever seen somebody travel so fast. It's like this guy teleported from Cape Cod <laughs> to Stoneham in, like, 15 minutes. And he, like, literally somehow, like, I'm walking down the street to go meet my guy, and he intercepts me right in the middle. It's like, it's Ryan. <laughs> oh, yeah, right? like, You're like, look over there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, why are you so happy to begin with? Uh, yeah, right. Shit. Second off, you know. What's up? He's like, you coming back to Cape Cod with me? I was like, no, I'm not. He's like, yeah, you are. So I went back to Cape Cod, man. I'm dope sick at this time because I'm already, you know. Oh, holy shit. Um, brings me back to Cape Cod, man. Just because this guy cared enough to get me away from, like, what I was used to, man. Like, I'm the guy that I've developed relationships with everybody in every single city, like, except for the Cape, that, like, I could get high anywhere. So he's like, you're coming to the Cape, and then you're going to Florida. He ripped me out of my comfort zone and out of yeah. my pattern. Hmm. Um, I went to the Cape with him, man, and uh, he kept, brought me to his house. His house. I'm talking a vicious addict, you know, I had yeah, right. blood on my arms, you know, I, I was a mess. Um, yeah, wow. Brought me to his house, you know, and make, make yourself a home, take a shower. Um, I did. Um, Tie me up and put me in the closet, steal all the money, take my car. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do whatever you want, buddy. I'm like, all right, so... Uh, I stay there for three days, man. I'm sleeping on his couch. This guy got me going to work with him. He's a carpenter. I'm dope sick. He has me swinging a hammer. Uh, I'm like, nice. you all right? Nice. You know what I mean? Um, sweating. Sweating out the fucking sick. So, nonetheless, ah. man, this is this right here is when my life started getting good. But it gets bad. I have to bump my head more times before it gets good. Um... He says, all right, you're going to Florida. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm gone, gone. Bringing you to Quincy Station. You're going to Logan Airport, and you're going to Florida. You know what I mean? I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. I have to get on the bus, and I go straight through the city. I could have coughed, but something was behind me, guiding me to Logan. Um, mm. Mind you, um, I didn't have a birth certificate. I didn't have an SS card or an ID. I got on a plane because I knew somebody that was working there. Right. Wow. A family friend. That's saying something she right She asked there, me, are you kid. going to pick up pills in Florida? I said, no, I'm going to treatment. She's like, are you going to pick up pills in Florida? <laughs> well, at, least, at least she didn't give you an idea, or yeah, maybe she man. did give you an idea. I don't That's know. part of the stupid stuff I did in active addiction. <laughs> yeah. man. Uh, like I said, you know, I, have, I have battle stories, war stories, whatever. It's not when, I was com- when I was coming back from Florida, the dog I was living with, my grandmother's dog, they were shooting her with insulin, the dog, because the dog had diabetes. I stuck fucking in- doggy insulin needles in my pocket, ready to relapse. Here we go. Nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah, ugh, gross. It's crazy. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yo, it's just crazy. Oh, like, shit. He was putting vessels in my life this whole entire time to put me in where I am today. Yeah. Like that lady, like at the, at the airport, played such a important yeah, Bottom, no shit. You wouldn't have been down there without she has her. No clue. <laughs> oh, I'm uh, sure she does. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, she probably does. So you know, I went to Florida, man. I went to this program in Florida, and I sat and I stayed. And this is when I finally got try, introduced to recovery. Um, this is where I got introduced to you know um, the fellowships, um, mm. the twelve step programs. What part of Florida? Papano Beach, Florida. Uh, I can't picture where that is. West um, Coast, East Pompano Coast? Pompano Beach is right next to, you know, Fort Lauderdale, South yeah. Beach, uh, Fort Lauderdale, East Pompano. Coast. Um, you know. Yeah, yeah. So I went through this program um, 
for some time. And I, I started getting some coping mechanisms, but still, like, I didn't realize that I was still bringing myself with me wherever I went. Yeah. That, I was bringing that myself. Geograph- I, I say it all the time. Like, you, you box up an asshole in Quincy, you ship it somewhere else and open it up, it's still an it's asshole. It's still an asshole, dude. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. And, like, yeah, I was getting these coping mechanisms, you know, and, they, you know, these ways to not, but I, I was, I was uh, yeah, whatever. I was manipulating. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. at this point, you know, I wasn't taking any advice. Um, and, uh, man, <laughs> eventually I started popping gabapentin and uh, baclofens because it would not show up on the drug test in Florida. And I was yep. with it. Um, you know, one of the kids there was like, hey, it doesn't show up on a drug test. I'm like, I'm bullshitting about my recovery anyway, so send it. Yeah, um, yeah. Hey, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Send it. Uh, you know, I'm over here, you know, friggin' nodding off and IOP and everything, man. They're like, you're high. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'll take a piss test right now. <laughs> In the past, I'm like, all right, you know. I ended up um, I ended up using while I was there because, again, I, I, I opened the door for the monster by taking yeah. those pills. And ended yeah, up, man. I ended up eventually using my drug of choice in Florida. Um, from there, I did something that's called the Delray Shuffle. Oh yeah, um, you know, bounce around all the treatment centers down I, Delray. No, I even do it. I they wouldn't even they knew I was full of shit, so I had to go through the uh, the sober houses. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I went from you know I went from Boca to Boca to back to Pompano Hitting to the table Del- mix up. Mix up. Oh, all right. From Delray, you know what I mean? <laughs> um, I went from Boca to Delray to Fort Lauderdale to um, Lantana. And then eventually... These are all treatment centers or just places you sober just... Sober houses. There's sober houses. There's so right. many of them down there. Dude, and listen, like, I didn't have a nickel to rub against a penny. I'm hitting up my dad this whole time. Yo, listen, 450, I need to get in this one. 450, I need to get yeah. in this one. I oh, man. And, and some of them are just... Yeah. Ch- they All right, I'll take your money. I know you're going to fucking relapse. It's so human trafficking. I'll just take, yeah. It's yeah. human trafficking. Yep. And, you know, and then eventually I went on a, a good little run in Florida, and uh, it, it beat me down to shit. It, it's different mm. out there. It beat me down to shit. You only stay high for so long because you're sweating all the fucking time. And, like, <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? So I was constantly yeah. running and running and running. And, like, you know, I was it, running in Florida. It's fucking hot. Just running anyways, dude. Like, 24-7. That's the hottest job. Just And I towards the end, I wasn't even high. I was just off E. Isn't it crazy? Yeah, yeah. off E. Keeping off the, E. That's what it was all about, yeah. man. You that's, think about all ugly. the work you've put in so, to yeah, high. Dude. Hottest job oh my I ever God. had. What? Hottest job. Hottest if I got paid by the hour, I'd I would fucking load it. Trump, dude. You know load it. So eventually I went to a program in Florida. It's called Step Down. It was in West Palm Beach. Um, and I got a, I went to a meeting out there. It was it was called Club Miracles. Um, something came over me. I felt at home. I heard a message. Um, um, that's my safe haven. I was like, I love this place, man. It's the only place in the world that I could go on a run, right? I could go on a run. I could hurt everybody I care about. I could show up and do all kinds of shitty, disgusting, horrible things to everybody and still get a key tag and a round of applause and a hug no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, that's what it's that's what it's all about. Yeah. I was like, you know, I was like, you know, this is the place for me. And I started, you know, um, for me, a fellowship helped me. 
There's a million di- different ways to recover. So I yep. sat down there and I started putting some tools away. Um, I started, you know, taking some resentments away. I started, you know, working on my self-worth. I started learning how to love myself. Um, and eventually I thought that, you know, listen, I'm going to go home now. Um, I went home. How much time did you have when you had Danger. Home? Huh? How much time did you have when I you had I had like home? 90 days when I went home. You know what I mean? Oh, Three months. Right. Um, well, still I danger. went home. I had like two weeks before I used uh, people, places, yeah. and things, man. Yep. Uh, I, I thought that, you know, I, I again, I manipulated my program to the point where I thought that I could go around my people. I could do the same things, but I'm not going to pick up because, you know, I did enough work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. This one landed, you know, this one uh, back in Lawrence, stole a car just to meet Flacco, took that car, drove around in it for two weeks, getting high by myself because this is how low i was i was doing this shit by myself now um and then eventually you know um i got caught with the stolen car i went to jail for the stolen car yeah and then i detox in jail um oh that's a good time yeah that's great that's pretty much my story (laughs) (laughs) it's great it's crazy right i don't know like what was tell dude and listen this car was a handicapped person's car. It had like a stick, like <laughs> oh like like. God, it was, man. I, I, dude, no remorse, dude. Like I saw, like when I was in court, I looked at this guy, and I'm like, and then I got like, I was like, the disease makes me a piece of shit, uh, but it listen. doesn't. You don't know what you're doing, right? Yep. I had no clue what I was doing. Like I, I didn't know that I like I had so much to give, and I wasn't, you know, this horrible person until somebody told me, like, listen, yeah. You're not bad. You're like it's you're making these decisions that you don't know. Let's work on that. Well, it's like the difference between guilt and shame, right? So guilt is is uh, feeling bad about something you did, and shame is feeling bad about someone you are. Yes. Shame is is corroding, evil, damaging, uh, you know, uh, and useless, mm-hmm. and will kill you as Absolutely. an addict. Um, guilt, you know, can be used as motivation, right? Motivation, yeah. absolutely. So, you know, you, you talk about the stealing the cars, right? Like, that was my thing. I'd, I'd steal a whip. I'd go and rob Walmart, whatever. And I always pick, like, grandma cars, like something inconspicuous. And uh, and I'm like, you know, they got insurance. Yeah, yeah they'll and, and be then, fine. And then I'm like, I'm like three, four years sober. And this is a trip in itself. I'm working for a guy who paints police stations. So I'm an ex-con painting police stations, right? <laughs> and I'm sitting in this lobby over at uh, Mattapan PD. Yep. And I'm painting, and this woman comes in, and she's frantic, and she's crying, and she's talking about how her car got stolen and how she doesn't have full coverage. And it dawned on me, like, all those cars I stole, how do I know they had full coverage? They might have, right. you know, I'm thinking, ah, man, I'll just total it. Yeah, yeah. No, but not yeah, only yeah, that. When they yeah. they come to their car, they come to their car and they got to pick up their son or their daughter at the fucking school, and there's nobody else in the world gonna pick up their kid. Yeah. And all of a sudden, and, the kid's standing outside, going, "Where's my mom?" And, I, and I'm you sitting there saying? in this police station, like with my face Ripples. against the wall, crying, listening to this woman who's crying about her car because I'm. It just it didn't dawn on me until that. Yeah, else's it didn't game. dawn on me until that moment. All those fucking cars that I stole, and I'm like, I'll just total it, and they'll get reimbursed. 
What if they didn't have full coverage? What if they couldn't afford full coverage? You know oh, what I mean? Ripples, man. Yeah. It's amazing Crazy. the amount of self-centeredness and selfishness that you oh, yeah. have when you're trying to get the next one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, no. Uh, it's crazy, right? Um, so, yeah. You know, I did all that. And then um, my recovery brought me to Lint. Lynn, Massachusetts. And that's where you hit bottom. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, this is crazy. Like, you know, and uh, this is crazy. And that was my bottom. Lynn is where I recovered. <laughs> right? Because, like, I finally was willing to do the work. Yeah. I recovered in Lynn. Um, so, you know... Um, you know, I, I got out, you know, I was on, you know, OCC, I was peeing two times a week, I was at a sober house, I was, I was, I was yearning like four times a week. Yeah. I'm like, this is pointless. Like, you do it for OCC, you gotta do it for the house. I once. Yeah. Um, mm. Well, before that, I was in a sober house that I was manipulating their urines, and I think somebody found out, sort of like, let's hit them like every day. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so then eventually, man, like, I, uh, I, um... I started willing. I I got the willingness to do the work. Um, I stopped trying to get high, and uh, I um, I asked for help, and like I meant it. Um, you know. Yeah, because you get tired of being that person, man. I didn't want to be that person exactly, mm. and I wanted you know my dad. You know, my dad had enough, man. Um, the last time, you know, that time I went to jail, you know, my dad goes, you know, son, you're stupid. And he go, I know, dad, you know, can you put money on my canteen? He goes, you know, let me, let me, let me, uh, let me ask you something. He goes, do you remember when you were a little kid and you had to touch the hot stove like 10 times before you knew it was hot? Yeah. I'm like, yeah. He goes, is the, so- is the stove hot, son? I go, yeah, yeah. He goes, do you need to chew? Like, can you do this? You know, are you going to be successful at this? I'm sorry. Are you the one drug dealer in the world that could continue to do this and, like, be a winner out of it? I'm like, no. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah. So, you know, I, I thought a lot and I came out and, you know, I started, you know, I started grinding for my recovery. Um, That's you know, it. I, I got part of a fellowship. Mm. Um that's what sucked me into was a fellowship. The affairs. fellowship, you know, and I know that you don't talk about that stuff in here, but like my fellowship, you know, my my twelve step work in progress, you know. No, we talk about it. We just don't um, claim it because th- we don't want to follow the traditions. You know what exactly, I mean? We have exactly. to, we, we don't want to be anonymous. We don't, yeah, we, we don't want to, we don't want to offend anybody. We don't you know we don't bring want everything it. out into the open. Yeah, you know what I mean, and and spread as much understanding as possible because anonymous has the place in the rooms, which is fantastic. So you can go there when you're scared to, and you don't know much about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, you know what I mean. But but also this is something you can listen to by yourself and take a taste and. Uh, you know. So I will say this, man. I, I won't. I'm not going to talk about what fellowship it was. How about that? Sure. I'm just going to sure. say, um, you know, <laughs> um, bro, this, 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 or this fellowship, um, and the, this this group of people um, introduced me to some people that like um, had lived worse than me, man, and they did like they're recovering, and like I saw it, and I started, you know, I started liking it, but like you know, I, I wanted what they have, like I wanted what they have. You had that, were, you identified, were, you had the gift of identification. I had the people. gift of identification. Yeah. I was like, you know, let me, you know, and then from this time, like, I, I got, I got, uh, 
a role model of guidance, I guess we would say. Yeah. Um, and um, I had, you know, God put these people in my life, a certain group of people that I clenched onto. Yeah. And these people worked, uh, you know, a 12-step program. Um, these people, you know, lived a certain way uh, to certain standards. And um, I was attracted to that. Yep. Um, so I started doing what they did, man. Um, I didn't feel the need to pick up anymore because, like, I, I learned that I don't have to do what they did. And by doing that, like, you know, I told you um, – I never understood what my mother, I mean, what my father and, like, my family were saying, like, stop running. Um, you know, I, I, I watched what these people said and I watched what they did and, you know, I learned how they uh, worked on themselves. And by doing that, I learned how to love myself and I learned how to, like, have gratitude for myself and that, like, I don't have to live like this. And not only like that, I became I, – I, I, instant overwhelming amount of grace came over with me and my mother. I let go. And by letting go, she's closer to me than mm. she has ever been my whole life. I'm talking when she was on earth. Now she's closer to me. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'm at peace. I'm happy. This might sound sick, but like, I'm happy my mother passed away. Mm. Yeah. No, she, I, I get it. You know what I mean? I understand it. She made a sacrifice. So they say some people say there has to be one that one that sacrifice for you to do what you need to do. Yeah. Um. So you like, know, I uh, <clears throat> I look at it that way, man. And you know, I started I started uh, trucking along on my process of recovery, man. And then like I started thinking about like how can I give back? Like like you know, I became to a certain point in my recovery that like I I learned that I had something to offer. But most importantly, I had a voice, mm. and that like. I could speak up because I remember that being such an issue of like um, when I, I, I never I couldn't speak up. I couldn't it wouldn't the disease would not let me use my voice. Um, yeah. So I learned that, you know, I need to help people. Um, and, you know, I, I continue I continued and I continued and I grinded and I grinded and, you know, one good decision after another good decision after another good decision. I go to a certain place on a Sunday, you know, to stay on the right track. Um, I, you know, I, I um I have predecessors in my life that I listen to. Like, I don't have the answers. My best answers, my best thinking got me into a detox, into a prison, into Florida um, treatment facilities. Yeah, back right? to ma yeah. My best thinking got me absolutely nowhere. So I started listening to what other people had to say. Yeah, um, man. And my life started getting better. Slowly, but slowly, but slowly. Yep, but slowly. that's it, man. Um, and then... Um, I manifest a whole nother addictions, man. Welcome. I stopped using, but like I started using other things because like I wasn't truly ready. You know, like I'm talking like, like crazy things, man. Like, let me, let me break it down to you. Like first, you know, I was that guy that, you know, uh, I was going to talk to every single girl. You know what I mean? Don't yeah. you know I'm Addie O'Malley? Don't you know? Um, don't you know who I think I am? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
So, you know, it went from that and it went from buying clothes and then like it went from buying clothes to buying clothes and shoes and then it went from buying clothes to shoes and hats and cologne and then like I'm oh, yeah. constantly running away from myself and I didn't know it and like my addiction was oh. active and like I, I, You're was substituting crazy. with everything. Yo, listen to this, dude. And then I went out and bought a $1,400 uh, Husky and brought it back to my sober house. Oh yeah, that oh, went, I'm sure that went over well. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, um, bring bring a lint brush with you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get you on the rent next week. <laughs> I got all these new clothes, but they're all covered in husky hair. Yeah. <laughs> how's that? What do you mean I can't have a wolf hair? How, how's, how's that crispy fitted covered with husky hair? Uh, <laughs> or those Nikes when you step in dog shit? Exactly, man. I'm telling you, I hey. That happens to a lot of people. So, they, you know, we all want to go outside to get in. Exactly. Outside. I like shiny stuff. Everybody likes shiny stuff. But see, that's, oh, my, yeah. that's my story, right? And it wasn't until like I started doing this work on myself, right? Like um, My whole life, I've been building an alter ego, right? I've been building an alter ego, somebody that I'm not, somebody that I've made to protect you from getting to know me. Mm-hmm. Because if you right. knew me, you had the ability to hurt me. And I didn't want to get hurt anymore. Yeah. That's it. That's so, a very simple way to put it. That is exactly the, the case. You know what I mean? So I had an alter ego, right? Right. So I had an alter ego that I built. And, you know, by doing some work on myself, I learned down to take one brick out of that wall one by one. And I became comfortable with me. I learned who Matthew O'Malley was. Yeah. I learned what I had to give to the table. I learned how to look into the mirror and love myself, you know, eventually. And then I learned what the true... Matthew O'Malley is. And then I learned that I'm a scared. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a scared little boy that's never coped with, uh, with my mother. Um, that I'm insecure, right? That, like, I'm really not this tough guy. I'm really soft, right? Like, I just want to love and I want to be loved, but I've never been taught the appropriate tools to do so. I'm not, I don't know how to love you appropriately. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know how to receive love appropriately. So love was very uncomfortable. Um I learned so much things about myself and I could say today that like I'm okay with being a scared, lost, insecure little child that's still trying to cope and grow on a regular basis because like that's what recovery, recovery has to offer me, man. Yep. I'm so thankful mm-hmm. for people like like you guys. You know, I, I call you guys predecessors because you guys have more clean time to me. That means you walk through more storms. That means you have more answers. It's the honesty. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'll, um, I'll just tell you this. It- Time does not denote wellness. I know people with a lot of time that are pretty fucked up. Exactly. And and I will say this, you know. You you listen to the people. You you gravitate towards the people that you want to be like. You know what I mean? Like you'll meet someone and you'll you'll just know like this dude's got what I want. Exactly. And and, and I'm going to follow him, you know. So, yeah, that's exactly it, man. And um, eventually, you know, I, I decided that I wanted to get involved. Um. That wanted to help as many people as I possibly can because mm. we're outnumbered in this. Oh, and that hell one yeah, we that are. That's right. Beginning, yeah. Just caring is so important. Um, so, you know, I, I started working with, you know, I got my certification to be a recovery coach. Um, you know, I started letting my audio match my video. I started taking yeah. the suggestions. <laughs> and actually, like, That's I, pretty good. I like that. You know yeah, I mean? man. I, I like that. I started doing all these different things, you know, stepping outside my comfort zone, promoting growth. Um, you know, I, I, I became, you know, a manager of a sober house. And then I became like um, a case manager. Like these the things that I've never thought that I could do in my whole entire life. 
life. Like, yeah, I, it's I, like I was a gremlin from the streets, dude. Like, I, I'm the guy that I'm trying to get over on. Exactly. Like, <laughs> yo, <laughs> yeah. I am my own uh, blessing block. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. Right, right. I, I am my own blessing blocker because, you know, I sold myself short. That self-worth. I never had any. Now I have some, but I got to be careful because my ego will let me tell that I have uh, more oh, than yeah. I do. That spiritual ego needs to get crushed. Oh, that, that's a motherfucker, mm. bro. Mm. Um. So, you know, like, I started, you know, getting involved, man. I got involved. I started speaking. I started using my voice. I, I like, and by doing that, you know, people have, like, noticed. Like, like this kid cares. He's walked through it. He's been there. Yeah. He, you know, so I, I started placing people into detox, you know. I started going to these detoxes, building relationships. Um, yeah. Anything to help people. It's good stuff, man, right there. Um, because, like, I remember, like... Through my whole entire process, man, like, so many people just believed in me when they shouldn't have, but they did. Yep. And I remember, like, how that got me to where I am today. That one person believing in me. That one person at the airport giving me the opportunity to go. Just giving me that shot. You know, that one person (coughs) giving me the guidance. Um, You know, I remember that, and, like, that got me to where I am today, man. And, uh... It's a true blessing, and it's 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 a unity thing. It's crazy. Um, yeah, we can't do this by ourselves, man. We cannot do this by ourselves. Nope. Absolutely not. It is an absolute we thing, and if you do it by yourself, you know, yeah, good luck. If, yeah. And if you get it down, let me know how you do it. I know. Right? Do it. Yeah. Right? Um, you don't need to do it by yourself. That's, yeah. a, that's, a beauty and that's the beauty of it. Going, you don't have yeah. to do it. And yeah. Like... All the all the people that we can walk this path with is amazing, man. Some of the people, dude, I hang out with people that on the street I wouldn't even fucking speak to you. Absolutely, you know. And now it's like that. That doesn't matter. Some of the people, you can be you, I can be me, and we can chill. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Hey, it's crazy. It blows Listen, my man. mind all the time. Once you have self acceptance, once you love yourself, yeah. Listen, you don't have to like me. That's okay. Yep. That that's another happens. that's another thing too. Yeah. That happens, you yep. know what I mean? Yeah. Um but I will say this, if you don't like me and you find yourself judging me, um I will say figure out what you got going on in your life. True. Cuz chances are you probably got some things going on that you want to focus on other people. I learned that. Yeah. I used to judge people like an animal until somebody told me and go Go figure out what you got going on, buddy. Yeah, right? Usually exactly. something you don't like in someone else is something you don't like in yourself. Exactly. You just can't yep. see it. Exactly. You can't right. see it. Exactly. The, wor- the worst things, the things that make us the most angry are something that, that we're afraid that we are. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, I just never, ever, I never thought in a million years that I could, bro, I, I, I love this whole recovery thing. Mm. I've never laughed as much in my life. Uh. Um. I've never loved as much in my life, man. I'm able to show up. Um, bro, I put my father through such a financial like um, struggle through my whole entire um, night, my whole entire addiction, right? That like I put him into a situation that he's still in today and recovery gave me the ability to um, – I show up for him now. I'm breaking nice. him off with money. Sorry, That's Dad. Good. Here. Sorry, Dad. Here. Dad, you need a right to work? What can I do? You know what yeah. I mean? Um I'm constantly giving back and I'm trying to mend the uh, things I've done in the past and uh, that takes some time but like between then 
I, I try to uh, I try to live in my God's will and help people on the There you go. That's it. Yep. Um, I try to do a good deed every single day. Um, I try to listen to what people have to say to me and grow just a little bit yep. every single day. Criticism's nice. huge, man. You got to be able to take criticism. 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 You know, yep. You if be you, if you can't, criticism. then there's something wrong. There is something. <laughs> <You know? laughs> something. Yo. <laughs> it's not always pleasant. It's it's not the best criticism feeling. But sucks, dude. Yeah. But I, I still hate taking criticism. I, listen, I hang out with people that are going to call me on my shit. Absolutely, Because I'm going to call you on yours. <laughs> I, want people, I want people to do it to me, too. You know yeah. what I mean? So. You know, well, honesty is honesty. You just got to be able to sit, yep. bear the, the scrutiny of, like, honesty. Yeah. Well, here's you know? the thing about honesty, right, and recovery, right? So, like, recovery only works if you are honest, right? Because mm. if I feed you some bullshit... About what's going on with me, right? Here's some bullshit about what I'm dealing with, about who I am, about, you know, what I'm coping with, right? You're giving me some bullshit back, and you're giving me false medication. Right, because the, they can't help you if they don't know what you're, yeah. what's wrong. Hey, I'm going to pay this therapist and lie to them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I just set yeah. myself up to be wrongly diagnosed. Yeah, right. exactly. And how the fuck am I supposed to uh, uh, get a cure with the wrong diagnosis? You know what yeah. I mean? By, own, by being honest and, and being uh, rigorously honest and telling somebody what's really going on gives you an ability for them to tell you what you need to do about it and actually, mm-hmm. you know, overcome it. Honestly, yeah, absolutely, huge. dude. Yeah. Um, I used to lie about crazy, crazy things. Um, all right. But, I all think right. We're, uh, we're at our mark. Yeah. There it is. That so, was a good one. Yeah. That was a good one. I want to thank you guys for having me yeah, out. Yeah, I appreciate you coming that was on, fantastic. man. Fantastic. Shout out whatever you want to shout out. Nah. Um, yeah. Is there a way for anyone to get a hold of you if they need help? Absolutely. Um, Everybody usually has uh, my Facebook, but if you don't have my Facebook and you're struggling with addiction, man, um, you know, I do have the credentials that, you know, I can help you. I do know people. My uh, my Facebook is Matthew O'Malley. Um, that's O-M-A-L-L-E-Y. And uh, my cell phone number is 781 Oh, and, shit. Uh, I want to. Boom. That's commitment to help hey. right there, kid. I don't even care, man. Yeah, call me. You know, um, I will pick up. I'm the guy who picks up his phone all the time. Nice. Um, yep. I do have a friend that is dealing with something. Um, Rob Demio. Yeah. Um, can I talk about the GoFundMe thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 Um, very good. You know, the predecessor that helped me in my recovery and got me to where I am today um, took me in bad and beaten and broken um, and never gave up on me. Um, is going through, you know, a tough life situation. His mother was just murdered to uh, domestic violence. And, um, you know, he's having, you know, it's only him now. He doesn't have a father, mm. he, you know, and now he doesn't have a mother due to, you know, an addiction caused this too. Yeah. Um, so he uh, he's trying to, uh, you know, take care of the services. He's trying to mend. He's trying to do all this stuff, man. So if you could just reach out to... Uh, you know, it's Rob Demio, um, and there's a GoFundMe on his page, on his page, on, you know, every, you know, recovery website there is. You'll probably see it there. It's on your page as well. It's on Share my it on page. Your page right? mm. um, let's show people how, you know, this unity is and how recovery is, and let's care and, you know, try to do one good deed today and help him out, man. Nice. Um, all right, man. That's, real, that's all really right. all I got to say, man. Good um, stuff. And I want to thank you guys first and foremost. Thanks, You're Chris. welcome. Thank um, you. Thanks, man. Awesome. All right. Appreciate that's a wrap. It. 
All right. So, uh, yeah, the the Facebook group is uh, The Life on Life's Terms Podcast. Uh, So we're on iTunes. We're on Google Play. Please uh, subscribe and support, and we're going to be coming uh, with a a YouTube channel soon. And uh, that's a wrap. LOLterms.com. Oh, yeah, LOLterms.com, kids. All right, peace. Peace. I live in this world full of anger and hate, and nobody is.